welcome back to another edition of the Hashtag Alfredo Excellence Podcast. And as always, alongside me today is Alfredo ISD Superintendent, Dr. Kenneth Estes. And everything going good? You have a good uh, good weekend? You didn't get the long weekend this time, but was it a good one? It was a, it was a great weekend. You know, we had lots of things going on with Alfredo ISD. I know we'll probably mention it, but had our sub-varsity teams do real well at a volleyball tournament this weekend. Uh, Tarleton Texans won uh, big this weekend. <laughs> Got to go to that game and saw some other Alvarado alumni there. So it's great, great weekend. How about you? It was uh, it was it was good. It was very uh, low key, not not doing a whole lot, and so it was good. Got some got some work done, and so very good weekend. All right, so we'll get started this week with uh, some more COVID news. Uh, COVID seems to be the top of everybody's mind right now, so we'll get started with that. But uh, First, we'll just talk about a couple changes that we've made uh, pertaining to protocols. One of those, even as a, as recently as last night uh, at the school board meeting, where we are kind of aligning ourselves more with, with TEA and and uh, Department of State Health Services, where we are no longer going to require uh, a doctor's note uh, to return to school from being out for 10 days because of COVID. And it's in the, the handbook that you have to have a note if you're gone for so many days, but COVID's a little bit different. TEA and, and DSHS, you don't need to have a doctor's note. Once you have it, you're out for 10 days, quarantine for 10 days, and then you're good to go. So uh, we decided to align ourselves more along with those lines. And hopefully the result is more scholars in their seats here at school quicker. Uh, that's kind of one of the issues we're seeing is there are so many uh, scholars that we have that have been out past their 10 days because they can't get into a doctor's office to get the doctor's note. And so uh, hoping to alleviate some of that uh, pain on our, our parents and our scholars that uh, get them back into this class classrooms as quick as possible. We actually heard from a local doctor that said he doesn't want to see those kids <laughs> if they're okay. And he referenced the Department of State Health Services recommendation. And so, like you said, we're going to align ourselves with that recommendation for COVID specifically because that's what we're hearing, you know, like we said, from local doctors, from parents, from educators in our district. And so that's how we're going to move forward. And now that, while that is to get these scholars back into the seats so they can start learning that those who participate in extracurriculars like athletics, marching band, those things, you do still need a doctor's note in order to practice and compete. And that's coming from the UIL. That's not an Alvarado ISD rule, but the UIL requires that you know, must have a doctor's note to return for competition purposes. Exactly. And that's we don't have a say in that. That's what the UIL said. And we obviously we support it because it's, you know, you got some kids that have lingering, lingering effects right. of COVID. And we do want to stress that if you're still symptomatic or you still feel like you're contagious, then you, you need to still quarantine. But those that finish their 10 days after symptoms start, then they can return without a doctor's note. Yeah, 10... Ten days and symptoms free, symptom free for twenty four hours. You get to come on back. You get to come We'd love back. to have you. Right, we'll have that information posted for everyone. And just to to break some confusion, if you are, let's say you're a let's say you're a basketball player, middle of basketball season, you're having trouble getting a doctor's note. You can still come back to school and and go to your classes. You just before you can get out there and start practicing and and playing in games, you need that doctor's note. So don't let a doctor's note keep you from coming because you're a, an athlete or something. Come to school. We'll get you back in the class and stuff, and then when you get the doctor's note, you can start practicing again. Exactly. All right, so some other COVID-related news. We're still in the process of receiving tests. We're looking forward to being able to to 
test our scholars, test our educators, and, and finding a one central location to do that, you know, whether that's here at the administration building or wherever it is, uh, we're still waiting. Hopefully by the end of the week, early next week, we'll be able to have that stuff here and, and ready to rock and roll for our, our scholars and educators. We think that would make a huge dent in keeping COVID out of the building. I know we d- discussed that a little bit last week, but we feel like if we could test and do it effectively and efficiently, then we would keep more of those cases from getting in the building and, and getting others uh, infected. So that's a that's a great thing, and we're trying. It's, a, it's been one of those things where a law of supply and demand has – come in and we're, there's not there's a lot of demand and not much supply so and then also we we have a new color coded chart you know for for covid purposes we have our dashboard that we we put out we had been putting out a couple times a week that's going to start being a, a daily occurrence 7 p.m. each night the new do- dashboard will be on the website and then you'll notice on that dashboard now there is a a green column a yellow column and a, a red column the campuses will be labeled uh, depending on where the cases are on their campus. So, uh, like, for instance, as of, as of this moment, Alvarado North, Alvarado, Elementary North, Elementary South are both green campuses, which means their numbers are low enough. They don't have any restrictions on them. Um, the high school, the intermediate school, Lillian, and then our district offices here, which encompass the administration building, technology, operations, transportation, uh, special services, is also yellow. And so yellow means there is 2.1 to 5% of those who are spend their days in those buildings uh, are, are active with, with COVID cases. And so as far as the yellow goes, we'll just kind of run through these real quick. Uh, for athletics and extracurricular campuses, encouraging social distancing and masks for indoor events. So uh, things like the high school, they're yellow right now. So when, if we host an event at the high school, we're going to encourage social distancing. So if, if you're able to sit in your family group, sit in your family group, and also please wear your mask to the indoor events. As far as large groups, whether it be staff meetings, something along those lines, uh, again, we're going to encourage social distancing and masks, and we're going to encourage uh, virtual meetings. Uh, you don't have to have virtual meetings if you're having a, you know, a team meeting of, between educators. You don't have to do it virtually, but we would encourage you to just to make sure, you know, we're not, we're taking all the precautions necessary. And then out of district travel, uh, when, if you're going to the service center or something along those lines, uh, we encourage you to wear your masks. And then again, visitors, instead of encouraging masks, really for visitors with the Yellow Campus, we're going to highly recommend. We're gonna, you can recommend something, but when you highly, you can encourage something when you highly recommend it, it kind of takes it to another step. Uh, for our visitors, and then you would need an appointment. No, just no, just showing up on campus expecting to meet with a teacher during their conference. Not that you'd want to be able to do that, anyways. And then our red campuses, uh, and hopefully by the next couple of days, our junior high will be out of this category. But for our outdoor, indoor and outdoor events, we would limit capacity. Uh, masks would be highly recommended, and virtual meetings would be required of the educators. Uh, and then also for out-of-district travel, masks would be highly recommended. You're going to need approval anyways, but I just want to make sure approval for leaving the district would be required. And then also visitors, as far as visitors go, it would be essential visitors only where come to the campus, pick up your kid because they are showing symptoms. That would be an essential visitor to a campus. So 
Hopefully that helps clear up the chart a little bit. Anything you want to add to the, the color chart? just want to thank you for making it happen because it takes a ton of work, um, and I know it's in conjunction with the incredibly hard work that our nurses and campuses are doing. This information is easy to read. It's easy to understand, and so I appreciate you putting it together and that you're getting it on the webpage for the community to be able to reference and see. It helps a lot and kind of solidifies our protocols, and moving forward, it's going to be a big help to the district. And again, you can see that on the front page of the district website. Uh, the new one will be updated by 7 p.m. each evening. And uh, just scroll down to the bottom. It's huge right, right there on the bottom of the page. All right, so moving past COVID, we'll put COVID in the rearview mirror for now. So last night we had our monthly board meeting, and we had educator recognition that we do each month. We uh, During the summer months, we do an educator, uh, one educator. Once school starts, we start doing an outside-the-classroom educator and a, a classroom educator each month. And last night we had from the intermediate school, Miss, I'm going to try and say this the right way, Perdition, that, that's so sad I can't even say the name Patricia, right? <laughs> Patricia Saldana, and she is a fifth-grade bilingual teacher over at the intermediate school, and you know, just listening to, to Miss Grant talk about her, usually we get up and say a few words about whoever's being recognized and, I mean, she went on for for a good while about Miss Saldana, just in her second year here in the district, and you know, over the summer, you know, she explained that her her role changed, you know, four or five times over the summer because of how things were playing out, and right. you know, each time Miss Saldana was like, "Whatever I need to do, I mean, just let me know what I need to do," and uh, so she's been a, a really huge team player over there at the intermediate campus, and I mentioned last night, it's we kind of get in the habit of sometimes of recognizing our, our veteran teachers who've been here a long time, have been through it, you know, and, you know, so it was nice to see a, a new educator that's only been here a couple of years. that's already made an impact on their campus uh, to, to see them in, in front of the board and being able to recognize them. It was, it was great to hear Miss Grant reference ideal team player. Yes. She talked about some of the things that you look at our core values, uh, the teamwork was a, a big part of it, but, you know, just being humble and gracious and, willing to do whatever, and, and that represents lots of our educators across the district. So I agree. Uh, I think it was a great choice, and it was great to hear the, the comments from Ms. Grant. So our non-classroom educators that we uh, recognized last night, and we usually just do one. Last night we, we did expand and do two, but our Alvarado ISD mechanics, and one of those is, is Lucky Clayton, and he's been here before, and then left for a while and come, came back, and this is his third year back for his second stint here in the district. And him and then Jeff Day, who replaced Terry Wood over the summer, and, you know, you always think that who wants to be the one to replace a legend, except Terry Wood's a legend. Terry, Terry Wood is a legend, there's <laughs> you know, no doubt about it. Everybody loves Terry Wood. He did a fantastic job, but uh, Jeff has stepped in and done a fantastic job of uh, keeping everything rolling. And as far as keeping everything rolling uh, – no pun intended as far as we go with the buses, but uh, last week had a little bit of a trouble with a bus, and so uh, Jeff and Lucky got into a bus and, and went to Graham. I drove a that's an hour and a half trip. That's two two hour trip. Two hour trip <laughs> on a bus. It's two hour trip, and I took care of it, got it fixed up, and and came back. And you know, I think Mark or Jeff, Coach Stockton, said last night that you know, I think they ended up working about a nineteen hour day that day, and then they were up at five o'clock the next day to go run routes again. And so just a, a – I don't know that, you know, Miss Grant mentioned ideal team player, and I don't know that 
you can exemplify the old team player any more than, than what those two did that day, you know, and, and working all day, getting the call after hours to go up and drive to Graham. It was nothing more, you know, Mr. Head last night joked, well, did you at least take a, a, a tow truck with you? Right. Nope, just a belt. <laughs> <laughs> and so went all the way to Graham, fixed the bus, brought it back, and then to be up the next morning uh, to run morning routes uh, just exemplifies what we're looking for in an ideal team player. And the fact that they're running routes is, you know, we couldn't make it without them. And no. our transportation team is so important to Alvarado ISD, so important to our community, and we appreciate them. We can't, you know, can't show them enough appreciation, but these two guys, it's, it's not their typical job to drive a bus. They're mechanics, and they keep our fleet on the road, and we have a very large fleet. So just the fact that they're willing to do that is incredible. And then moving forward, we have Santa's Helpers. And we haven't really done know we've ever talked about Santa's Helpers on the podcast, but it's a, a local organization, been around for uh, almost 30 years now, uh, over 30 over years, 30, almost, yeah, almost 40 yeah, years. right. And uh, they, they help each Christmas, help uh, Alvarado ISD students who wouldn't normally have a Christmas have a Christmas. That's right. And do a, a fantastic job. And I think everybody knows it used to be, a, I think it used to be a spaghetti supper, then it turned into a fajita dinner that everybody knows about, you know, the, always the Saturday before Thanksgiving and you know, with COVID last year, we weren't able to have that and not planning on having it again this year. And so uh, just I don't know if you wanted, had anything you wanted to say about Santa's Helpers. We have meetings every other Tuesday up here at the administration building. Uh, you can go find them on social media. We'll be updating when those meetings are in case you wanted to get involved. And I don't know if you want to expound on any of that. Just real quick, we're going to do some online stuff this year with the Santa's Helpers, an online auction. We're going to have a raffle to help raise those funds that provides the Christmas to our students and scholars across Alvarado ISD just to let you know they help over 300 families a year typically and they do that with such a gracious heart they're sitting there they'll they work tirelessly uh, to to make sure that we have the funds in order to buy the clothes and the gifts for these kids and we just strongly encourage you to get involved Alvarado ISD has a large presence with that but it's a really great community organization and you know they love our community and they're willing to devote their time. They spend, you know, basically six months a year really pouring in to make this happen. And so find find the Santa's Helpers group on Alvarado Santa's Helpers group on social media. I know that they would appreciate you following them, and you can, like you said, get the updates there. All right, and as far as athletics go, volleyball started district last week. Had a We talked about it last week. Had a really tough opener because you're playing – you know, defending district champs, Midlothian Heritage, one of the top ten teams in the state every year, goes deep into playoffs every year. And so we talked about the difficult challenge ahead of them playing on the road for that, but uh, went to Heritage and, and took a loss uh, to open up District 0-1. But a, a quick turnaround, they turn around and go to Waxahachie. Life Waxahachie tonight, as a matter right. of fact. And, and that's a big one because that was, you know, that was that third and fourth place game last year is, is who's going to be third, who's going to be fourth. You know, hopefully it's not that way this year. Hopefully it's, right. hey, can we get into that district championship discussion? But uh, a big one tonight because Waxahachie Life is always going to be one of those schools that's competing for a playoff spot in, in volleyball. And as we've said many times before, they're exciting to watch, so go watch them. I mean, I know we took the loss Friday night, but I was impressed with the resilience of our kids and our coaches. And, you know, we competed. It wasn't you – know, they didn't blow us out. We competed. So we're, we'll be ready for Waxahachie Life tonight. And you also mentioned the JV and the freshman teams uh, did really well at the South Hills tournament over the weekend. 
Uh, Saturday is the, the freshman team won the tournament. Champions, that's and, right. And really, look at what they're doing right now as a as a freshman team winning a tournament without three without three freshmen because two of the freshmen are on the varsity and one of the one of the freshmen are on the JV. And so, uh, you take away your three of your better players and you're still able to go out there and win tournaments. That's impressive. It's a talented group of kids, <laughs> and uh, what I like about them is they're very competitive. I'm watching, I stood over close to where our JV and freshmen were sitting at the middle of the Heritage game and. Mm-hmm. You could see their excitement. They were into it the whole time, cheering on the varsity. And they're competitors. They want to win, and you can you can see that in their actions. And then the, the JV team took second in that same tournament. And so, shout out to them as well because, you know, you're looking at there's a couple junior. I mean, there's under other under, under – uh, <laughs> <laughs> there are other underclassmen that are playing up on the varsity. And so that JV team as well, uh, great job of taking second place at the South Hills tournament. Cross country, I didn't hear how they did last week. I know they went out to McKinney and ran. I feel bad, but that's why I put it in the newsletter. If 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 everyone will send us an email, and let us know how the teams and not just teams, we other information across the district, but it would sure be helpful to, right. to find that out. And so, and they are not running this week. I, they this week they're they're off this weekend, and so uh, before they have a, a push here at the end of September and first part of October before heading into the district and regional, and then uh, potentially uh, the state meet. Tennis, they got district started last week as well and got a huge win over Godley. Uh, you know, we talked about how God, things switched where, you know, varsity's playing on Tuesday now and JV on Thursday. But then on, t- on top of that, Godley called and said, hey, we move it to your place. And Coach Martin and all her wisdom, sure, not a problem. <laughs> and uh, so they took a, a big 14-5 to win over Godley to open district. And they uh, continue district tonight. Uh, they head over to Ferris uh, for a district match in, district uh, on match, the varsity yeah. level. It was a big win, fourteen to five, right? I think so. That was that was a big win. And then football uh, has gotten off to an zero and three start to the season, but uh, you look at zero and three starts, and it, it sounds a lot worse than what it is, in my opinion. You had a really close game against Graham the first week of last week against Decatur. I had a real good second half. Seemed to be right. Seemed to be pretty good. Game, you know, got yeah. off to a rough start, but second half. Uh, was a good game, and then this week you run into a five A 5A school uh, that uh, had a couple a couple athletes that probably could have been playing anywhere on the six A level, I would assume. But uh, uh, the kids stuck with it. Uh, we talked about Jaden Bridgewater had a had a fantastic week, and he's up for Player of the Week on the Star Tele- for the Star Telegram. I think uh, Texas football had him as the the most. Most yards gained last week by running back, and so yeah, three hundred and sixty-nine yards, and that's saying something because our other tailback had quite a few yards also. Right. Webb did a fantastic job, so just speaks to how competitive our kids and coaches are, and we just you know, like you said, we've played tough competitions. We're not playing schools that perennial don't uh, perennially don't win. I mean, we're playing the the top programs, better programs, and so. Proud of our kids and our coaches for the fight that they they show. Super proud of Jaden Bridgewater. I, my first year in Alvarado, I had the opportunity to coach him in seventh grade. His dad in second seventh grade, and so it's pretty special when you see their kids out there doing the same thing that their their parents did, you know, having uh, a great time, uh, being competitive, and so super proud of Jaden. And if you if you were to be at the high school and, and see him walking down the hall, he is the Probably one of the last kids you'd ever point out that that kid probably ran for over 350 yards last week. Right. Uh, he, he is not very big in stature, but uh, the the defenses he goes up against know know his name and and 
are not looking forward to trying to stop him. No, he's tough. He's a tough kid. And then junior high athletics, oh, I'm sorry, as far as football goes, I tried to skip ahead, but uh, football, they get Kaufman this week. It's another tough one. Kaufman's undefeated. They, the team that we lost to last week, they, they beat Crandall a couple weeks ago, and so uh, it's going to be a, a tough one at Charles Head Stadium. And then uh, JV and freshman obviously will be at Kaufman on Thursday. Junior high athletics, I had the – I must say, I had the pleasure of watching junior high volleyball tournament last Saturday. Went over right. to Kennedale and uh, actually ended up the seventh grade anyways, a little B-team tournament and mm-hmm. uh, played the hosts, Kennedale, in the first game and uh, lost the first one, then won the second one. The girls were excited. And then uh, lost the third one. It was a close one all the way through. But, you know, as a as a dad sitting in the stands, as a as a biased observer, I have to say – that I was, I was proud of our girls, our seventh grade big girls. And then the junior high football uh, got off to a, a pretty good start last week. The eighth grade teams went up and swept Graham, from what I understand. That's right. That's what I heard. And uh, the seventh grade teams, uh, the B team took a, a, a pretty tough loss. The, both of them took losses. The A team uh, really was a pretty close game, from what I understand, until the last couple minutes. Right. And then uh, just anything else you want to talk about, a little miscellaneous here on the, on the itinerary. Well, just as we, we say each week, we appreciate the effort across the district, certainly in Alvarado ISD, but even the community members that are trying to help. I read in a class this week where I saw several of the kids were in masks, and, you know, it's just a it's, – it's safe. And I know people don't like masks, but we appreciate all the effort to try to get these case numbers down. And a week ago, our numbers were so high, and now we're, they're starting to drop, and that's a, certainly a blessing. So we appreciate all the – help and effort throughout the district. All right, and our calendar this week is, is pretty full. We start tonight with a couple high school events. We have the high school volleyball is at Life Walks of Hatchie, and that's varsity, JV, and freshman. And then tennis will get over at uh, – get started at Ferris for their dis- second district match, hoping to go 2-0 and in district. Tomorrow, we, Wednesday, we have junior high cross country. They're at Glen Rose. I didn't hear how they did last week. Uh, either I know they were running at Covington, I believe, but haven't I, heard I didn't, any I didn't results hear either. And Thursday, obviously, we already talked about it. We have the JV and the freshman football are playing at Kaufman, and then junior high football is actually home against Kaufman over at Charles Head Stadium, and then JV tennis is at home against Ferris. Friday, we high school volleyball. You know, we we talk about getting off to a a really killer stretch uh, to start a district season, but you were at Midlothian Heritage last week. You're going to play last the other. One of the other four playoff teams from last year in Life Walks Hatchie tonight. And then you go Friday and you get to host Godley. Finally get a home district match, but it's against Godley, who is, is just as good as Midlothian Heritage. And so uh, uh, good luck to the girls on Friday as they're hosting Godley. And uh, it wouldn't be for us, but I think everybody else will be surprised whenever they, they see the upset Friday night. There you go. And then high school football, obviously, will be against Kaufman here at Charles Head Stadium. And then Saturday, we already discussed the junior high volleyball tournament, but also the JV volleyball is hosting a tournament at the junior high. So uh, nothing else to do Saturday morning after you get your yard, your yard mode. And since it, it rained a little bit yesterday, uh, come on over to the junior high and watch some JV volleyball. I know the girls will appreciate it, and you can see some good volleyball while you're there. That's right. They always appreciate having – community members, and certainly their educators come out and watch them. All right, and anything else you want to add? You good? I'm, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
All right, we'll wrap this one up, and then we'll talk to you next week. And until then, hashtag Alfredo Excellence.